Welcome to the Ghetto Smart Podcast. I'm your host, VC. This is episode three. We back. I want to thank everybody that's tuning in. No matter your listening device, no matter your DSP, thank you. Your presence is appreciated. Man, we made it to another Wednesday. By the grace of God, by the grace of whoever you may pray to, we're here. We're thankful. We're healthy. COVID-free. Man. I'm glad it was raining all day because I really didn't feel like working out. So had a lot of work to do. It was very productive since the last time we spent some time together. I've gotten a lot done. Hope you've been very productive out there. Hope you've been taking care of business, tackling your dreams, your goals, setting those goals, making those goals. You know how it is, man. Out there smoking your weed, drinking your drink. Yeah, I'm doing the same shit. I'm with you. But yeah, I can't complain. I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling real good to be with you right now. As you know, it a lot of shit done went down since the last time we've talked. I don't even know where I want to start. I kind of want to start with this Katie Cash doll situation, but something's telling me to start with Georgia. Now, if you're not familiar, the House, the Georgia House has passed a voter restrictions bill. Now, this bill is put in restrictions on weekend voting, ballot drop boxes. Um, It's going to require more ID for absentee voting. And um, it's going to limit um, voting days um, that are available for people to cast their vote. If you're not familiar with it, I really encourage you to, to look up the information on what's going on in Georgia. And it's fucked up to me because these Republicans are changing the same rules and regulations that they put in place and because they didn't work for them they don't want to do them anymore they want to stop black people from voting that's what i'm getting from this now i could be wrong if i am wrong i will stand corrected but as of right now and from the literature that i'm reading yeah these people are salty that they lost the election they're salty that the the regulations that they put in place they worked for a little while but you know as anything People find out the loopholes. People find out what you're actually doing. And I want to say shout out to Stacey Abrams for all the hard work she's doing. And you can see, you can see just by this bill passing the House exactly what these people are about. And my issue with the Republican Party is that they sit here and they do things like this, but yet they say that they, they're they all for our country. They sit here and they say, yes, we're all for for our people, for our constituency. No, you're only for the people that puts money in your pockets, because pretty much what you're saying right now is that too many black people voted and we don't like that. Why is that? Why is it? Because, you know, that within the next 15 to 20 years, the whites are not going to be the majority in America anymore. That's apparent. The browning of America is real. It's inevitable. I can understand why you wouldn't want it to happen. Everybody understands why the white elitists do do not want the browning of America to actually happen because it takes money out their pockets because then who who do we appeal to? Who's going to follow our rhetoric? Who's going to believe it? Nobody. Nobody's going to believe it because everybody's seen past that bullshit and it's starting now and it started the last election. And it started with all the hard work that Stacey Abrams has been doing on the ground with these different counties and these different officials trying to get people registered to vote, letting people know that it is your right. 
no matter what these Republicans try to do to scare you, no matter what the Republicans try to do to keep you from voting, it's your right. This isn't the 1960s anymore. We're standing up. And that's no knock to what went down in the 1960s because without the civil rights movement, we wouldn't have the foundation to what we're walking on right now. But as I look at the situation, I look at America as a whole as to where we're going. Oh, it's a different ball game. And one thing I'm learning about each generation of black children of, of minorities that, that are starting to come up, that are starting to be of age, is more pressure being applied to the white elitist. Now, you'll sit there and say, yeah, 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 shut the fuck up. But look at it. Like, seriously, look at it. Look at this last election and what actually went down in the amount of minorities and even young folks who actually came out to vote. The amount of felons who were able to vote. People say, oh, well, well, they were they were in jail and da, da, da. And they paid their debt to society and they got out. That's another problem that people don't want to address. Why is it that you can go and pay your debt to society and then you come out, you can't vote. You can't work. You can't find a place to live. But yet you're supposed to be a productive part of society. You're supposed to contribute to your community when nobody will give you a job because, yes, you were a felon. Now, understandably, there, there are some crimes that are, that are unforgivable. And you can find out, yeah, somebody did this, that, and the third. You know those people. Look at Big U, for example. If you don't know Big U, he was Nipsey Hussle's former uh, manager. He was a big, big crit back in the 80s, um, 80s and 90s out in Los Angeles. Big U, look him up. I mean, one of the most vicious I mean, stories about him still ring in the streets right now. And you look at what he's doing with his life, how he turned over his life and realized that, yo, like that, that was bullshit. I'm a way better man now. We have to allow people that opportunity. And with these voting restrictions that the Georgia House passed, it's going to show you that they're willing to do whatever it takes to not only keep their, their place in office, but to keep their foot on the necks of black folks and people of color. We're going to keep on rewriting the rules and rewording everything until we find a system that works for us. Because we know you have to work. So there's no way that you'll be able to come on the weekend. You have to work on the weekend. We know that. So we're going to make sure that you can't do that. No, you you don't have to go stand up. No, you 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 have to go to that place. You can't go drop it off in this ballot box here that's locked and secured, that you okayed. Or how he these dumbass Republicans are sitting out here acting like they never heard about mail-in voting. When people have been doing mail-in voting for years. But this year it just happened to be a pandemic and nobody wanted to go stand around you nasty motherfuckers in line to go vote. When I can easily just vote from the comforts of my own home and send it in. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with it? Tell me, please. Hit me on Twitter. Hit me on Instagram. Please tell me what's wrong with it. Because as I sit here as a black man and I look at the 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 links that some of these people are going through. For instance, where you, you look at Lindsey Graham, bitch ass where he sits there on January 6th and says, this is, this is enough and enough is enough. And da, 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 da. and now he's saying that this is Trump's Republican party. This shit's a game to these people. They don't care. They got the money. They feel untouchable. They really feel 
Like, you know what? There's nothing anybody can do to me. I got the money. I got the power. And that's where the fucked up. And I just hope that these Republican people, these Republicans understand that people are watching. People are paying attention. This whole stimulus check situation, this has people paying attention to the government in ways that they haven't done since Schoolhouse Rock. Since elementary school, we have people who are in their 30s and 40s who are just now figuring out how bills are passed. Who's passing these bills? Oh, my God. She had her name on that. I voted for her. It's like a a white couple I know. And we sit and we're talking about the stimulus checks and they're they're scolding Biden on not getting the stimulus checks. And I say, do you know that not one Republican in the House voted? for the stimulus check for you like this is being all done by the people that you're 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 shaming and you're constantly putting down like if first of all you haven't even missed a check you haven't even missed work but yet you over there looking forward to a stimulus didn't miss a check but you're looking forward to a stimulus check in which the people that you voted for voted against so they don't even want you to get it. But yet you'll sit here and say, oh, Biden's not giving us the money. Biden is doing this and Biden is raising taxes and not knowing that Donald Trump put into effect to raise taxes. Once he was out of he already knew what was going to happen. And that's why they kept saying Biden's going to raise taxes, because this is what Trump put in place. But he was doing so much other shit. You didn't know. You didn't care. You didn't see it out of sight, out of mind. That's exactly what happened. But I I definitely encourage you to check out what's going on in Georgia. It is hot down there. No pun intended. I mean, these I I feel like Georgia is the. It's like the the, the test site. It's like they're they're trying to see what they can do in Georgia. And then it's just going to try to they're going to try to spread it around to all the other states, because the only time the only places you're seeing these restrictions and and these type of provisions to elections are in the battleground states that Trump lost. So in all the Republican states that he won, nothing's being done. Everything is being is, is staying the same. But every everyone that turned blue, they're switching. But what they have to fail to realize is it doesn't matter. We've always found a way to get around their loopholes. And all it takes is somebody like a Stacey Abrams who can educate the people on what's going on because people will listen. People will definitely listen to Stacey Abrams and what she has to say about what's going on with these voter restrictions and, and how we need to move and what you need to have. That's who that's who we need. And that's who they're going to try to silence, but it's not going to happen. And that's why people keep saying, oh, Biden should have put her in the administration. Biden shouldn't have had her in the cabinet. No disrespect to Miss Stacey Abrams. But I feel like she's most effective when people aren't thinking about her. And what I what I mean is that when she was getting people out there to vote, getting people registered. Nobody was paying attention to that. Everybody was just paying attention to the stimulus checks and the presidential race and the campaigns and the, the debates all the while Stacey Abrams was getting droves and droves and droves of people registered to vote out of sight, out of mind. 
while Kelly Leffler and Purdue and everybody's running around here trying to call Warnock this and Warnock that. And Stacey Abrams was just getting droves and droves of people registered to vote. Out of sight, out of mind. Now, don't get me wrong. She is one of the most deserving of a high-ranking position, and I, I, I would be happy if she got one. But I do also want to say that sometimes we have to let people excel at what they're doing. Because one thing I've learned is in the black community, as soon as we have somebody who's has a little notoriety or somebody who shows that they have what it takes to get the job done, we just want to pour everything on them. We just want to give them all the responsibility. And I feel like, you know what? We have to let Miss Stacey Abrams cook. Let her do her thing. I feel like if she wanted one of those positions, she'll definitely say it in the interview. She'll definitely put it out there. But to me, and when I hear her speak, and when I, I see what she's been doing, I think she she gets that enjoyment. Because she can sit back at the end of the night and say, I turned Georgia blue. I did that. I saved this country. Me. My work, my efforts, my ideas. And I think that's amazing. Um, I think that's absolutely amazing. And again, I do encourage you to check out what's going on in Georgia because it is really important and it will affect a lot of people. Um, I'm not sure if um, you have family in Georgia or if you live in Georgia yourself, but I definitely encourage you to, to stay on top of this stuff and know what's going on. So when it's time to vote, you're not getting hit. You're not surprised. Oh, damn, I can't vote. That's what they want. They want you to go up to the voting site and say, damn, I can't vote. Shit. I forgot. Damn, I forgot my passport. Damn, I forgot. That's what they want. So definitely encourage everybody to check that out because you never know what these crackers are up to. So on to some lighter news. This KD and Cash Doll situation. I'm not sure if y'all been keeping up with that. But on Friday, Cash Doll tweets out, all these niggas want to fuck KD. <laughs> Which the next day led KD to say, you did not have to use those initials to get this tweet off. You have to relax with the KD talk. Your name is Cash Doll. So these two are going back on Twitter about who can use the letters KD. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? That was the most random news that I've seen floating on the timeline. Like, all these niggas want to fuck KD. Like, whoa, wait. Who are you talking about? Oh, it's Cash Doll. Okay. Because that was what all I kept seeing. I just kept seeing people retweet the tweet. And it's just like, whoa. Like, you know, KD had the burners and all that other type of shit. So, I really didn't know what to expect, man. But I got to be careful out here. Got to be careful. Because these girls tripping, man. <laughs> But speaking of KD, what do you think about the Brooklyn Nets? I mean, them boys look good. I mean, James Harden last night had the triple-double, no turnovers. All game, dude played like 40-something minutes. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I'm think, I'm taking the Lakers in the Nets in the finals. If not the Lakers possibly possibly the jazz people are sleeping on the jazz they may they may be a year or two out but i think the jazz 
has what it takes to get to the NBA Finals. But the Nets, oh my goodness. And KD's not even playing right now. So just imagine when all three, when KD, Kyrie, and James Harden are all on the court and they've been on the court for a while. Because like I've said before, it's always been KD, Kyrie, or KD, James, or James and Kyrie. Like all three of them, we haven't really seen them really, really put in work. And when they really started putting in work, KD had to sit out. So I'm I'm really interested in seeing what's going on. Philadelphia is looking great, but I still think that the Nets are coming out of the East. I, I just don't see anybody else fucking with them at this point. I mean, who do you have? The Heat? I don't know. Even though they they've been on a tear lately. They've been on a, a nice little win streak. I don't I don't think the Heat are gonna beat the Nets in the seven game series. Joel Embiid is balling. MVP. I don't see them beating the, the Nets in seven. Oh, my God. Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know what I mean. The Greek freak. I I can't say his name. I don't need to say his name. He ain't done shit. $250 million contract and you out here just, just, just doing what you got to do. LeBron knew what he was doing getting his little brother on the, on the squad. You think LeBron is calculated. Y'all better stop playing with that man out here in these streets thinking he don't know what's going on. LeBron definitely knew what he was doing, getting the Greek Freak's little brother on the squad. Your bro going to get a ring before you do. All this MVP, back-to-back MVP talk. Nigga, who is you? Nigga, I'm LeBron. LeBron James. Been doing this shit since before anybody even knew about you. And that's my problem with Giannis, is that, especially listening to him in the, in the post-game interviews, when you listen to him, it's just... Yes, you know, we we just want to do better. We got to do better. We we you know, we 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 want to work. We, we you know, we we like the we like the adversity. It's like, dude, like shut up. Stop saying what stop saying what everybody want to hear. Say what's real. Be real. And I think that's the issue with Giannis. It's just that he he's trying to portray this image and he's not being him. Look at Joel and B. Joel and B, his career started off a little rocky. He had, you know, a couple injuries and things of that nature. But look at him now. He in his bag. He getting to it. With the James Harden step back. Go check that out. Yana, I mean, uh, Joel and B out here doing the damn thing. And people want to sit here and, and talk about Giannis all day. Don't get me wrong. Giannis is amazing. Amazing. But looking at comparing him to Joel and B. I think if Philadelphia face the Bucks, they'll take them in seven. I can see that happening. Can you see that happening? I can. The 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 Philadelphia 76ers taking the Bucks in seven. I can see it. I think Giannis Windows is, has closed. I think he had a, a little opportunity a couple years ago, but I think it's over. I think it's over unless he ends up going to a Golden State or he ends up going to go play with um, – a Jimmy Butler or somebody of that sort. I can see that happen. But in Milwaukee, no, sir. That's Aaron Rodgers' land. So I, I really don't know how he's going to work that out. So while I'm sitting here talking about the NBA, I know you guys heard about the Nike executive, Ann Herbert, who had to resign. Um, she resigned on Monday, stating, um, you know, that it was just time for her to go. But it com- comes to find out that there was a, a report that came out that a Bloomberg report, excuse me, 
that her son was reselling sneakers that he was getting on from her employee discount through Nike. And he was using her credit card and he was making thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, this guy had a warehouse of, of, of shoes that he would resell. I mean, you talk about being rich, just not being enough. How stupid can you be? You're making hundreds of thousands of dollars on the low because your mom is a high matter of fact, give me just a moment. She was the Ann Herbert was the vice president GM North America of Nike for Nike. I don't know if that made any sense, but you can look that you can look this shit up. You, you know what I'm trying to do. I'm high, but she wasn't no, this, this wasn't just like, you know, some, some, you know, maid or some shit. She wasn't up there scrubbing no toilet. No, this was a big wig. It had the nerve to say that, oh, you know, you don't know. How don't you know your son's charging hundreds of thousands of dollars on your credit card in your name using your discount? And we're talking Yeezys. We're talking retros. You know, y'all know what that shit costs. Taking a $200 sneaker, reselling it for six. And you're getting up to a 70% discount on the sneaker. 70%. 70%. Your mom is a high-ranking executive at Nike. You are selling shoes that you're getting 70% off. And you have the nerve to tell people what the fuck you're doing? This is a situation of when it keep when keeping it real goes wrong. This is textbook. This is a square ass dude who's making hella bank, but don't nobody give a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck. You know what? His weird ass was probably walking in LA somewhere, no mask on, no nothing, just, just face out, and nobody recognized him. And that probably made him feel a type of way. My mom is running Nike. Why don't people know who I am? I got all this money. I'm doing all this. And because you want to run your fucking mouth. Everything is ruined. Everything comes tumbling down. Now, I assume that he probably has more connections within Nike to where, you know, he can still keep his business going. But I think it'll be a hell of a lot harder because nobody was probably looking into that shit. Nobody cares. Shit, you getting paid a couple million. Who gives a fuck if you're buying two hundred thousand dollars worth of shoes? They don't think you're reselling them. They don't give a fuck. You think the owner of Nike is online checking to see what the shoes are being? No, that man doesn't care. I just don't understand how you have some of these fools who just don't know how to get the bag. See, that's the difference between me and a lot of people. Because if that was me, you wouldn't know my face. Oh, I'm walking out. I'm walking outside. You don't know who I am. See, people want the fame. People don't want the money. Some people will look at a million dollars cash and look at the opportunity to be famous and they'll take the fame. I'll take that bag. Thank you. And make sure it's in hundreds. I don't want to break nothing. You know what I'm saying? That That's me. That's the type of person I am. Give me the bag. Fuck the fame. I'm not doing this podcast shit for the fame. I love my listeners. I want my listeners to be able to engage with me. And holler at me in the streets. I love that. But we get into the bag. That's why we work. To get to the bag. I'm doing this podcast shit because I love it. I'm doing this podcast shit because I want to share my thoughts with you. I want to chill with you. I want you to come chill with me every week. But I also know the bag comes with this too. And that's what I'm focused on. I'm not focused on the fame. 
I'm not focused on everybody knowing what my face look like. I'm not worried about every time I walk in the street, I got a mob of people trying to get my autograph. Will it feel good? Hell yeah. You already know it's going to feel good. But that don't, that's not what we want. It's not what we need. It's not what, it's not what I'm looking for. And it's obviously not what Miss Ann, uh, obviously what Miss Ann's Herbert son was looking for. Because he obviously wanted people to know who the fuck he was and what he's been doing. And the fact that now that you run your mouth, now your mom, who had this high-ranking position for years, for years, we're not talking about like three or four years, for decades. She's been running this shit, comfy, eating, full, and you go and you fuck it up because of your ignorance. What do you do in that situation as a parent? But I guess when you got that much money, it probably doesn't even fucking matter. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it doesn't matter. That's just me. I'm assuming it doesn't matter. I don't know. You know, that that's above my tax bracket. But I feel like that is the that's one of the stupidest shits I, I stupidest stories I've heard this week. Um man, you know what I'm saying? You have an empire and your whole empire is crushed because you want to run your fucking mouth. Loose lips sink ships. I'm telling you, man. So I'm kind of jumping around everywhere. Now I know a lot of my listeners are on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. The Ghetto Smart Pod. So you can always hit me up, send me your messages, send me your love. Some of y'all have been, and I appreciate that. But um, Twitter is exploring subscription fees, including tipping, um, where you can pay for content. So this is according to therap.com. Twitter is exploring a number of options to add new revenue streams, including adding a tipping feature that would allow users to pay their favorite accounts for executive exclusive content, according to Bloomberg on Monday morning. The tipping option may be a smart way to go for Twitter, considering many high-profile users already leverage services like Patreon to earn money from their followers. Twitter would then be able to take a cut of each tip users receive. So pretty much you'll get tips from your, from your followers, and Twitter's going to get a piece of that for allowing you the opportunity to get that versus Patreon to where you get the most of your money on Patreon. That would be the best way to go. I am working on um, a Patreon channel for my people to um, provide you some behind the scenes content, um, just, you know, conversations, thoughts, things I have going on. Um, it's not going to be super expensive. We're talking like maybe a dollar, dollar fifty, just to chop it up. Give maybe give you an opportunity to, to 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 holler at me. You know, I can probably interview you and and things of that nature. Just a way for us to interact and a way for me to also um, try to make this podcast better for my people. You know, but that's down the road. I just want to go ahead and throw that out there. You know, be looking forward to that. We are here working. We are here trying to create a better product for you. This is starting from the ground. So each week we're just going to keep, you know, elevating and, and keep giving you a better product every week. So my team is working diligently. I'm working diligently. We're, I'm, I'm doing the best I can to to provide this this high quality content to you. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I want to say thank you to everybody that's been supporting me thus far and look out for the Patreon channel. I digress back to Twitter. So with Twitter being able to monetize off of you, where do we go from here? Because I'm not paying for Twitter. That's a fact. If Twitter came to me and said, hey, 
It costs $3.99 a month to be on Twitter. Man, fuck you. Okay? If you think I'm going to pay to hear people talk shit to me, you've got to be out your rabbit ass mind. I think if that happens, I think a lot of people will actually be smarter because they won't spend as much time on social media and they'll actually be filling their brains with content that actually fucking matters. One thing I was listening to the the rock song, you know, school's out for summer. And then, you know, at the end, they're like, school's out forever. That is so fucking true. Like some people graduate high school and they don't learn a thing after that. The only thing they learn is probably like like their job. That's it. But it's just like as far as acquiring knowledge, it just stops. That's the problem. People get on social media and all they're looking at is bodies and they're looking at all this entertainment news. They're looking at all these challenges. They're looking at all this fake information. And I hate the people that get on Twitter and they start spewing facts. And when you start fact checking that shit, you're like, who who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you talking about? Nobody even heard of this shit. So if you think I'm a pay Twitter for that, get the fuck out of here. I can understand them trying to go to the subscription base. I mean, that's what every, everybody's doing it. Look at cable. Like, yeah, you know what? We understand you don't want to pay $200 for a whole bunch of channels you don't like. You know what? How about you give us $30 a month and I'll give you maybe ESPN and another Disney channel. I can get BT Plus. I can get Stars. I can get HBO. I don't need that. So Twitter, they're looking around. Instagram, they're looking around. Facebook, they're looking around. They're saying, okay. Well, the only way we can keep the government out of our situation is to pay. It's for you to pay. And if you don't want to pay, then don't use our platform, which would suck. And, you know, I'm sitting here bullshit. I'll probably pay $3.99 to see how, how much better Twitter would be. Because I feel like if people start paying to be on Twitter, that you think Twitter already wild. I feel like that shit going to be jumping because people going to get their money's worth. I'm going to be looking to get my money's worth for show. But, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on that. Uh, that's just a story that um, stuck out to me during the week. Um, I was reading. I really can't remember um, what day I actually saw the story. Um, it actually came out, um, yeah, not too long ago. So I would definitely check that out if I were you. So moving right along, as you know, the Golden Globes went down. Want to say congratulations to Daniel Kalu- Kaluuya, Kaluuya um, for he got supporting actor. Golden Globe, Chadwick Bossman got a Golden Globe for Ma Rainey's Bottom, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, his wife gave an emotional, emotional speech, which was amazing. It's so sad, man, when you you look at Chadwick Bozeman and all the work he's done. You know, I remember watching the James Brown biopic he did and just watching him and being like, damn. Like, he did a good-ass job. Like, I, I just liked what he brought, you know, and then doing the Jackie Robinson and, and the Black Panther, of course. But it's just he did so many powerful pieces before he left. And I, I, I just think it's amazing. Like, it's like he kind of knew, like, look, I'm not going to be here. Like, the Tupac effect. Like, I'm not going to be here long. So I need to get this out. And in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom in that movie... 
it, it's really touching when you when you see him having those scenes where he's you know f you god and and he's having this moment with god and it's just it was just so real after seeing you know his demise and seeing how how you know his life just just came to a an abrupt halt out of nowhere and just going back and watching that scene like after he won i had to go back and watch that scene just because it was so real it seemed like he wasn't acting i'm not sure if you paid attention but go back to that scene um in the movie i, I can't remember the part but um he's just like he's talking about his past and He's just like cursing God just, you know, for everything that's happened to him. And it just seems so real. It seemed too damn real to me. And it's something that really, really stood out. And he did a hell of a job. And I'm glad everybody that got an award from that movie was able to receive it. But I really think his performance was warranted um, for that Golden Globe because that that was amazing. And I RIP to Chadwick Boseman amazing amazing talent it's so sad it's so sad we keep losing our our greats you know as soon as we as soon as we get somebody they're gone that quick you know that quick gone but yeah i really didn't watch too much of the golden globes i just wanted to check out some of the people that i was into um you know and daniel kalua for his role in the in the fred hampton movie which was uh judas and the black messiah that <sighs> great movie i mean he he did fred hampton justice my only issue with those type of movies is just the the trauma we have to go through as black people when we have to constantly constantly see these movies and i understand the story has to be told the story has to be told but it's just so demoralizing sometimes at the end of that movie where you're just sitting there and you hear them say, oh, he's not going to make it. Well, he's definitely not going to make it now. It's just so barbaric. And how can you come out of that not hating white people? I love white people, but after watching something like that, how do you come out and, and for like the next maybe hour, hour and a half, you just want to smack every white person that comes across your path. And it's not your fault. You didn't do anything, but that's just how it is. That's just the reality of it. And that's how I feel coming out of it. I can't speak for everybody else. I love history. I love finding out about things, but it's just having to constantly relive that trauma over and over and over and over and over again. I don't know. I don't know how people constantly keep doing it. And it makes me not want to watch some of these things because you already know how it's going to end. But then I got to understand that there was a whole generation that didn't know about Fred Hampton. All they know is Jay-Z lyrics. I was born on the day Fred Hampton died. Uh, real niggas just multiply. That's, that's the only reason why people know Fred Hampton. People really didn't know to the effect of what he was doing, what he was about, what he was on how young he was. That was one thing that shocked me coming out of it that people didn't realize how young he was. You're 21 years old and you got the head of the FBI looking to take you out of here because your skills to organize and strategize are, are so elite. You've only seen that with MLK. You've only seen that with, with Malcolm X. 
You have a 21-year-old kid who's out here setting up breakfast programs, who's out here pretty much taking care of the black community. You know what? If you're not going to do it for us, we're going to do it for ourselves. And that is the prime example of America, that whenever the black man tries to get up and do something for himself or his community, guess who's going to come in here and knock it down? Guess who's going to come in here and try to spin the narrative? Guess who's going to come in here and try to infiltrate from the inside? Because they see what's going on. And we can't have that. I mean, tell me this, right? How does Martin Luther King get assassinated when he was under surveillance of the FBI? So you're watching his every move. You're following him. And he gets assassinated under your watch. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. New music dropped. New music dropped on Friday. Currency collection agency. Hot fire. Y'all already know how I feel about currency. I don't have to say anymore. You already know how it is. Uh, I enjoyed it. In regular rotation for me. Um, I mean, currency. I I, I just I, I can't give him enough props, man. Um, listening to his music kind of changed my life. It it put me in a hustler spirit. You know what I'm saying? It, it it gave me an opportunity to to see myself in a different way. You know, Currency is one of the first rappers I ever listened to that didn't talk down on me for trying to do better for myself. He didn't he doesn't call you a weak ass, bitch ass nigga because you out here working trying to take care of yourself and your family. He telling you, yo, I respect that. But, dude, you can do something different and elevate the shit. Nothing wrong with what you're doing, but just take that same grind and that same energy and flip that into another hustle. And then find another one and then find another one and then find another one. That's just, that's just, that's just the message. That's the message. And I appreciate it. I, I, I sincerely appreciate it. Again, I, I'm reaching out to management. I'm trying to get currency on here for y'all. That's going to be my first interview for the Ghetto Smart Podcast. We're going to put that in the universe. We're going to get Currency the Hot Spitter on the Ghetto Smart Podcast for you. Because I do this for y'all. All my listeners. Everybody that tunes in. Everybody that subscribes. Everybody that downloads. I do this shit for you. And I'm trying to bring you the hottest fucking content. So, yes. If you haven't heard Collection Agency, I Definitely, definitely encourage you to check that out. Um, I'm looking this up real quick. Give me just a moment. Because it's Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, Pac have a new group coming out. And I wanna, yeah, that's why we call this shit the Ghetto Smart Podcast. Because we do this shit on some ghetto stuff. Yep, go ahead and hit your joint. I'm about to hit mines. Okay. So... Anderson Pac and Bruno Mars, they have a new band coming out called Silk Sonic. Yard. Silk Sonic. I don't know what to expect from this. I'm looking real forward to it. I mean, Bruno Mars is an amazing artist. I feel like 24 Karat Magic was an awesome album. I think his Super Bowl performance was amazing. Um... Bruno Mars is great. Anderson Pac, I'm not too familiar with his music, but I know anything that Bruno puts his 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 name behind 
it has to be quality work because he hasn't let me down since I started listening to him. And I've been listening to Bruno Mars for well over a decade now. So I'm looking forward to it. That's all I really have for new music. And I think that album's supposed to come out on Friday the 5th. Don't hold me to that, but I think it's supposed to come out to 5th, out on the 5th. So, yeah, that's about it. I don't think I got any, I don't think I got anything else for you. Oh, the Atlanta's women's basketball team, the Atlanta Dream just sold, they just sold their, their team. So, Kelly Loeffler doesn't own the Atlanta Dream anymore. They did sell it, and I believe a... I believe a former player actually owns the team as well. Yes, Renee Montgomery, former Dream Star Renee Montgomery is was part of the investment group that actually bought the team from Kelly Leffler. So Kelly Leffler does not own the dream anymore her racist ass is out of there if only we can do that for all the other racist fucks racist pricks but family that's all i got for y'all today you know i that's all i had that that really fuck with me this week that i want to come and ex- get my mind get my mind right on i just want to say i again i appreciate everybody that's tuning in with me I appreciate everybody that's showing love. I appreciate everybody that's reached out. There's been a number of you guys that's been reaching out to me and saying, keep up the good work. Hey, man, maybe you can do this better. Hey, man, maybe you can talk about this. So, you know, just just keep it coming. You know, I, I, I love the engagement. I love knowing that, you know, I'm providing some type of entertainment for my listeners out there. Again, this is episode three, so we're just going to keep on elevating. We're going to keep on trying to produce a better and better product every week. So all I ask is that you stick with me, and all you ask of me is that I just keep on providing better content to you. So I'm going to try to go ahead and and, and keep on getting better and elevating for y'all, and I'm going to need for y'all to like, subscribe, download, holler at me, keep engaged, spread the word. That's what this is about grassroots movement the ghetto smart podcast we're family i want if you hear somebody listen to the ghetto smart podcast we're family we cool i know you cool because you listen to the shit roll some let's talk we brings people together my podcast brings people together that's the goal bring people together now you guys know i can't get out of here without giving you your weekly stimmy update stimulus update so the house on saturday passed the $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief bill. It is now moving on to the Senate. Hopefully they take swift action and they get this vote done so they can get these checks out to Americans. So for everybody out there that's patiently waiting on the stimulus check, it looks like it's on its way. It looks like they're working diligently to get this done, but there's still some time. So just hold on. Keep believing, keep trying to stretch what you can stretch, keep trying to make things happen out of nothing until this happens, because a lot of Americans are waiting on this check. And it's sad because this check's really not going to change anything for these Americans, for the most part. For the most part, these people are going to get these checks. Their bills are going to be paid off. The back pay bills are going to be paid off. And then now 
they're struggling with bills, you know, that's starting to accumulate again. So it's just really sad. You look at the situation in Texas where they're starting to open things back up and it's just like, well, what the fuck did you do in the first place to help people? So because you're under fire, because you let your constituency go without power and water during one of the worst snowstorms ever in Texas, now you want to change the narrative and you want to open everything back up to 100% capacity because you want to change the narrative. We're not stupid out here. We see what you're trying to do. We see what you're trying to make happen in the news. You want these people to keep talking about, oh, why are they opening up everything else so we can just sweep the whole snow situation under the rug? That's what's happening here. But I don't want to get off on a tangent. I do want to get back to this. Just hold on. Stimulus checks are on the way, just not right now. So it looks like hopefully by the end of the week, the Senate will have something mapped out. We'll have something planned out. But for right now, um, the House has passed it and there has been no Republican votes towards that relief. No Republican in the House voted for that relief bill. Just FYI. And this with the heavy heart that I have to report that the remaining member of the Bob Marley and the Whalers, Bunny Whaler, has passed away at the age of 73 on Tuesday. Um, very iconic figure. It seems like every week we're saying rest in peace to somebody, somebody that's contributed to our culture. Um, Bunny Whaler has been still been very active um, as far as promoting the music, um, as far as keeping himself busy. Um, it just sucks, you know, when when somebody like my father, who's from Kingston, Jamaica, um, somebody who was part of the police force who actually did security for Bob Molly and the Whalers. So, um, you know, speaking of my dad and seeing how he felt about this, um, it just goes to show how important these people really are. No matter if this is a person that you haven't thought about ever, um, somebody that you didn't know existed, um, this man's contributions to music and to the world as a whole um, won't be forgotten. People will always continue to listen to the music that he helped create and will continue to keep pushing the narrative forward that they were trying to push world peace and legalization. So. I want to say uh, prayers out to Bunny Whaler and his family. Um, I wish you guys the best. It's really hard. Again, it seems like during this whole COVID era, it, we, we don't know the, the cause of his death, but it just seems like for the past year, year and a half, deaths have just been very, very just regular. Before, these deaths used to, used to hurt you, you know, and they still hurt, but they just hurt in a different way now. Because they're just happening just back to back to back to back, not only with family members and people that are close, but people that, you know, provide us entertainment, people that help us escape our daily lives and our daily problems. So Bunny Whaler, rest in peace, man. Hopefully we can stop this trend next week. And on that note, guys, I'm out of here. There's really nothing else I wanted to cover today. Those are pretty much the topics that were standing out to me within the last week. Hope you guys have a great week, a great weekend. Keep grinding. Keep pushing towards your goals. Keep trying to achieve anything that you put your mind to. But remember, you got to put in the work. Get up in the morning, put in the work. Go to sleep at night, get up, put in the work every day consistently. So, people, I love y'all. 
I appreciate y'all. Y'all take it easy.